I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, and this is The Land Academy Show. Today, we are talking about taking a break from land acquisitions during the uh, holiday season. Uh, spoiler alert, is it a good idea or not? <laughs> Jill's got some strong feelings about it. And then a little later on in the show, we'll talk about the five steps to completely succeed in your land uh, career. You know, it's funny. I was As you're reading the topic for the first one, taking a break, it's almost like... It sounds like uh, we're promoting it. Yep, here's what we're doing as far as taking a break. And a lot of people do that. Like I, people on, there's one person I, I like on social media, it's Marie Forleo. And she's very loud at letting the planet know her whole office and her whole staff takes like a full two weeks off for Christmas. We have a very different world. <laughs> We can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, if we took two weeks off for Christmas, holy moly, what would I miss? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we would miss a lot. Yeah. Each week on the show, we answer questions from our Land Academy member Discord forum. We're, uh, we review land acquisitions from our weekly member webinars, and we take a deep dive into two land-related topics by popular request. If you want a sneak peek at all this, please check out our Discord forum. Go to landacademy.com. It's free. Um, what is our question here? Zane wrote, hey all, what is the difference between the situs address and the actual mailing address? The addresses from my mailer are all the same, situs and mail, in, in most cases all in Ohio. That's funny. You want to explain it? Yeah. So in the simplest terms, uh, and I'm really glad you asked this because a lot of people were wondering the same thing. This falls under one of those things where Jill and I are, you know, we know what it is. And, uh, but that's just because we've had so many years of experience doing this. So I'm glad you asked this very uh, clear and simple question. And here's the answer. Situs address is where the land is. The mail address is where the tax bill gets sent. So everybody gets a tax bill everybody there it's a pretty cool system when you think about it it's set up for us all to make a bunch of money probably your home address is where the or your business address is where you get a bill sent so that you can actually um old school pay the taxes tear it off write a check send it back in if you're 182 that's what you're going to do that's how you pay your taxes that's how it was on for forever the reason quite simply is that most land doesn't have a post office address. Nobody lives there and no one has applied for it. I didn't know this until I started buying and selling land. You have to apply for a post office address. It's not automatic. And so what you have is two very clear addresses in every single data set. A situs address, which is usually blank. And then a mailing address, which is a full-blown post office address that where you get a mail sent to. So it poses, the reason Zane's asking this, I think, is it poses this interesting question when you're doing a mailer. How do I send mail? How do I find a piece of property so I can price it correctly that doesn't have a mail address, doesn't have a zip code? All it's got is a legal description and an APN. And so we have we solve for that by using uh, taking the GPS coordinates that are provided by the data provider, in our case, DataTree, and hopefully your case, too, if you're a Land Academy member. And we geocode it back down to converting uh, GPS coordinates into an actual zip code. And in some cases, an APN scheme, which I don't want to get into, but this is the root of pricing, pricing a mailer. 
is solving for the actual geolocation of a property. You know what's funny about this question? He's just like, what are these two addresses and why are they the same? What's funny is, I wonder what kind of a mailer he's doing. Like if you're gonna do a house mailer, you're probably gonna find that. You're gonna find the people that live there, that's the situs address, and then they get their tax bills because they live there, it's the same. But sometimes, you know, like it's an easy example, what if it's a tenant? You know, the situs address might be the actual house, right? But the owner lives two states over because they rent, and that's where the tax bills go. They own the house, so because you don't want the renter getting it, they don't—they're not responsible for that. So it's kind of funny. I'm thinking though, like you were explaining in our world with rural vacant land, we usually don't have that. There's nothing there. It's, and I'm wondering if I wonder if the post office requires you to have a place to. I would argue that they do. I bet if you apply for a mailing address, right, at the site of the property, like, okay, here's where it is. They're gonna be like, okay, I know you haven't built anything yet, but you are now 123 Jones Street. I bet you have to have a place to collect the mail because I can't imagine the mail truck rolling by and just throwing throwing it out on the dirt. I think there's a lot of direct, I know this, because I've yeah. spoken with mail carriers, like really could be funny. spoken with our mail carriers over the, over the years the different places that we lived and they provide a lot of feedback. The mail carrier? The mail carrier itself provides feedback. I don't know how they do it. It's gotta be electronically somehow about what's going on with XYZ address. Cause Jill and I have moved into formerly vacant places and they freak out cause they wanna send you mail. And mm -hmm. so what I've done in the past is just put a little sticky note right in the mailbox that says vacant. Try to pretend we're not there. Yeah, cause I don't, <laughs> we all, Jill and I have always gotten mail at our office. Yeah. Our personal mail, we don't get any personal mail no. wherever we've lived. No, it's just easier. We, ju we just get it at the office. That's a life and tip. Sent in. Yeah, that is a life tip. <laughs> yeah, because come on, think about it. You move, you move, you move. How often do you keep wanting to do that? Just get one address and keep yep. it. Today's first topic is called taking a break from land acquisitions during the holiday season. What? What? I can do that? Yeah, you know what? Before Jill go goes right off, on ahead. Jill's about to go off, and I, and I actually agree with I agree with every word she's going to say. Like, but this is a personality thing. Uh -oh. The root of it is what's your personality? Let's go ahead, Jill. Okay, so here's the point: you go right on ahead <laughs> and take your sweet vacation. Don't answer your phone. When those sellers call or those buyers call, no, just why don't you just have a canned reply on your voicemail? You know what? We're just, closed for the holiday. Just relax. You've earned it. Yeah. Take some time off. Yeah. Crack a couple of beers. Sure. And watch the money pass you right by. Right. There you go. That's the point. Could you imagine someone's someone wants to buy your property? And they can't reach you? Or sell, or what's, sell you one. What's going to happen? They're going to move on. They're going to go, well, that guy's not around. I don't, I can't buy from them. You know what? There's another one I don't like as well, but I got to spend this money because it's going in, uh, on the end of the year. I need to get this uh, out of my bank account. And I want to buy a property. And so I'm going to take my, my second choice. I'm not going to buy that one. That could happen. And on the flip side, uh, for the sellers, oh my goodness, you know, because this happens a lot. You know, we've talked about this, you know, a couple times this month. Boy, these sellers, you know, there's life reasons 
that they need to, you know, sell properties. I just actually did a funny little thing on TikTok. I don't know if you guys saw it recently, but I did a thing on TikTok where I said the top here are the top three things why um, it's it's a it's great for me as a land investor and why sellers want to unload their properties. Um, number one is tax bills. End of the year. They're getting another tax bill still because the county oh, wants some money. Oh, that's a good joke. That's true. Mm-hmm. Number two is, boy, those holidays are expensive. <laughs> yep, they sure are. And boy, when they need some money and they're like, I'm not using this property anyway, I guess I should sell it. And then number three, I said was boredom. <laughs> <laughs> that's Seriously. true too. It's true. Those are all true. I said, dad's bored. And mom and the kids are at the mall returning gifts and buying new things that they, whatever, they're all at the mall. And then we have a lovely period between Christmas and New Year's where dad has nothing to do. Dad's going to probably might want to sell something. It's lethal or buy. Or buy. It's lethal. I have this joke within our friends and family group that all the worst decisions I've ever made happen on Sunday. And it's yeah. just because I don't have a lot to do. Yeah. Boredom. So I'll go buy a sports car or a, motorcycle. a cabin. It's awful. Yeah. So I'm sure that boredom is a huge factor in all this. It may or may not have happened in like the last seven days. <laughs> it has. It has. So there you go. I'm trying to, you know what? So there's things I can't take a break from. So like, for example, we will pre-record podcasts so I can have an extra week off. Like there's things you can do ahead of time in your business, but not, not you can't take a break from the phone. You know, I could queue up deals. Yeah, there's going to be weird holidays where I'm like, Jill, I, I can't I can't open escrow on December 25th. No, that's obvious. But you can collect all the information and a signed purchase agreement on the afternoon of December 25th. Stuff like that happens. I will never. I have never, nor will I ever fully take a vacation. Mm. Ever. True. That's who I am. True. And this is what I mean by personality. If you're one of those people and the people that are very, very successful at this or really anything in their lives, say uh, this version, a different version of exactly what I'm about to say. It doesn't stop in my brain. I have to do this at 100 miles an hour. I can't quit. I don't care if I fail, but I have to do this at 100 miles an hour. I will not stop. That's what this is. So this is wrapped up in a cute little title that Jill and I um, compromised on, taking a break from land acquisitions during the holiday season. What I really mean by this is, are you gonna take a break from this ever? Because if you're gonna take a break from this, what else are you taking a break from? Oh, that too. Being a parent, one second, okay. Being a parent, well I can tell you right now, you never take a break from that. So. Who are these people that takes take breaks? Jill and I had dinner with our number three child and is uh, not new to him, but new to us girlfriend. And they're right at their sophomores in college, both of them. And they are talking about what the what careers they're both really good kids. And they're what do I want to do with my life? And his new girl is. Uh, going into some version of a type of criminal justice. Not sure if she wants to be a paralegal lawyer or some version of law enforcement. Everybody goes through some version of um, this is my first choice, then change your career, change your career. So we're answering all these questions. And and I've asked her if she has, has the personality type where let's say she goes into law enforcement at this age 
and she's going to be ready to retire at 42 to 48 years old if everything stays the same. Which to me, those are, that's the prime of your work life. Why the hell would you ever retire at 42 to 48 when you just started really having some world experience, life experience, and can make some great professional decisions based on that and based on hopefully uh, uh, some formal continuing education. Those things are all a recipe for massive success. And then what? That's it. And all during that time, um, probably because it's a unionized position, there's mandatory. We have friends in, the, in several industries that are, this, this is now a thing. You have to take a day off every month, a wellness day, they call it. That doesn't work with me. I, I don't need a wellness day. I'll, and for the, by, the, by the way, I'm going to decide when I need a wellness day or maybe Jill's going to decide for me. But that's it. So you have to decide who you are. I, I see this happening sometimes in Land Academy. People are like, oh, I'm gonna take a break and let this, this this happens for, probably because of the holidays too. Oh, I'm gonna take a break, let my mailer catch up with me or blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's really not what's going on. That's right. That's not it at all. I agree. Because if you take a break and let your mailer catch up with you, that's one foot out the door. You are gonna start missing stuff. More. You're not gonna have the deal flow. You're not gonna be successful. So you're right, that brings up a whole, whole other thing. You know, I used to take, back when I worked for somebody else's company too, I could disconnect and walk away and not worry about it. But now it's my company, I never our did. company. So. When I was in public accounting, I, I didn't stop. I was the person who was in there, then the lights, my office's light was the only one on. And that's it. Well, I had a, I had a nine to, I had a real punch a time clock kind of a job. So maybe that would be, I didn't, there weren't, uh, I didn't have any accounts that I followed, but you know what? You're right. But then later on another job, I'm thinking of American airlines. That was different. But later on in other jobs, I did do that. You know, I did, I, I took it very seriously because I was responsible Cor for hitting sales, my, yeah. yeah, my monthly numbers and my monthly goals. So I, I might not arrested there because I, I needed to make sure that I could do that. And I would plan vacations around, almost around work, to make sure I would be okay. Like work ahead, sandbag, do whatever I had to do. There's a lot of moving parts to buying and selling land or any type of real estate profession, any type of entrepreneurial profession. It's always, trust me on this, harder than you actually think. There are other people out there uh, on the internet <clears throat> telling you how easy it is, how, how easy it is to make money, not just in land, but in everything, and they're wrong. It, it takes a pure, pure dedication in a good couple of years, but man, does it pay out yeah. you, for the right personality, for the right attitude and approach and a methodical, uh, consistent schedule keeping and implementation, you will make more money than you have uh, could ever imagine, it's, which is what, what happened to us. It's happening to us. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Lancaster County, South Carolina. Accepted offer price, six and 50 big ones. Thinks she could sell it for 2.1. All right, uh, 61.97, 62 acres. We have access. Price is under negotiation. She's at 11,000 an acre. This is where we are now. Um, adjacent, alive. The property has been subdivided into 61 one-acre lots. Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Oh, that backs up to a golf. Oh my goodness. 
He has two buyers interested in 14 and 12 and a half acres. He would share their contact information with. I never, I'm never going to get in a bidding war. I'm, I'm like, I always back down. This property right across the street, this house, 32, 400 square foot house that was looks pretty new, is worth half a million. That's a good sign. This house, this is the dirt, Six, 62 acres. It's how many lots? 61. They're one acre lots. What are you thinking? Well, trying to infrastructure and all that you got to do a bit math backwards but six hundred fifty thousand ten thousand eleven thousand dollars a property or an acre that's where she started oh it's not accepted mm -mm. yeah now's not the time to be doing a new subdivision either mm -mm. i would pass on this at 650. that's just not my thing i don't want to be mr negative today but we got to all really swallow the fact that we've got to buy cheaper property right now it has to be a smoking deal that's fair. Like Victor's $1,000. Yes. Why is he selling? That's a good question. Because $11,000, look, there's a lot of dirt here. $11,000 for a lot next to an already established $500,000 house is really, really, really cheap. They still have to do all the infrastructure. Um, hopefully that's all the soft costs of all of that have been done, meaning uh, it's been approved. Well, yeah. So here's the thing. What's the story? Why did he already split it up and, and then not sell it? Why did he change? Oh, he's oh, elderly, nine years old. That's good. Okay, man, I hate to say it. I need him down I, like I, half. I, at six fifty, and the numbers really, really work. If you can prove demand, mm. we were heading into like you know mortgage rates of eight and ten percent here. So this is way beyond my rest threshold. There's a reason we don't go to Texas and and subdivide property and sell it and stuff like a lot of people in our group do. Jill and I don't like a single point of failure. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, there's people in this group that would jump all over this. This is really attractive. The numbers work. Yeah, throw it in Discord if mm -hmm. you wanna. That's not a bad I, idea. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just say no. I, I would get land, the Land Academy community involved in this. Somebody will buy it and maybe take a piece, and then you can just go on with your life and uh, take five or eight percent of it. And that's what I would do. I literally, if this came in with us, that's what I would do. I'd put it on Discord and say I want ten percent of at the end or something. It's the end of the year. And even though Land Academy enrollment may be closed, I'm gonna have some openings. I've had a few that opened up in December and expect I might have a few more between now and the end of the year. So get on the wait list. That's what you need to do. You're serious about this. Do all your homework, talk to my team, get all your questions answered. And then when you're like, okay, I'm ready to do this, get on the wait list and then sit tight, you will get a call. Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. Okay, Ray wrote, Hi Land Academy, does anyone know how the mailers work? Do they all hit at the same time when you mail a county? Or do they flow in gradually? If I mail 5,000 recipients in a county and they start to hit on Monday, how long until all of the recipients are hit? So, uh, as you may or may not know, we own, Jill and I own Offers2Owners.com, the mail company, so I know way more about how this all works than I ever wanted to or probably ever need to. But I can very clearly explain this, and I chose this question because tons of other people piped in uh, based on their experiences with mail. It's all based on geography. So if you send out 5,000 mailers to one specific zip code in, let's say, rural Missouri, they're all chances are going to hit just about at the same time. Whether or not the people respond to them immediately 
is a huge variable, but they'll probably hit up about the same time. You take that five same th- uh, 5,000 unit mailer, let's say you're, you're mailing out from the center of the country, which is like Nashville, Tennessee. If you're mailing out from the center and you send a thousand to New York, a thousand to Florida, a thousand to Southern California, and a thousand to Seattle, they're going to hit t- at different times. And the reason is there's uh, all kinds of variables from, from the time that you drop them off, uh, you know, drop it off at 020 to the time it hits. Some postal uh, post office markets are really efficient. They have different computer systems. Some are not. And we, our business is in the rural communities. So those are, uh, you know, no surprise. It's not as sophisticated from a tech standpoint. So there's a pretty serious variable. But what, what ends up happening, for, so forget about all that. That's the technical piece. What really happens is, again, people respond to the mailer after they talk to their parents, their husband, their wife. Uh, they wait a week, stick it on the refrigerator. Oh, I thought about selling that piece of land, but you know, and then every time you go in to get a glass of milk, you're looking at it going, I could get $13,000 for this thing. So that's where Jill comes in because she knows, you want to describe what really happens in reality or do you want me to? Go ahead. What ends up happening in reality is you wait about 10 to 14 days and you're going to get one or two hate calls. They're going to call you and say- Or 10. Or 10. You might get 10. And then- Especially on the first day. Around, that's right. So then, now you know the mailer hit. That's the good news. Oh, it did hit. All right. And you did well. They're mad. Yep. I priced it right. Everyone's mad at me. Yep. And then about three days later, someone's going to call you and say, you know, I talked to my wife about this and I actually, we do want to sell a property. We're, we're ready to sell it. We're not going to use it. I'm not sure your price is right. So let's talk about that. Or they're going to say, and then say that the next day, they're probably going to get some version of you know what, this price works, What's what do we do next? And so during the tail end of the mailer, the hate comes up front first between uh, 10 and 14 days, I'm gonna say. And then within 18 to 20 days, you probably should have looking at some pretty serious deals if you did everything right. I was gonna add for Ray, back to the question, one of the nice, Stephen mentioned, Jack mentioned O2O, that's offers and the number two, owners.com our mail company we now have tracking on there so you really can ray check with o2o i don't know if you how you log in or how that works but you can kind of track your mailer and see it's automatic. When it, see when it's going to hit no but as far as how ray can go log in and oh, see yeah, that yeah. Like Ray can probably log in right now mm-hmm. on his account on offers to owners and see when they're going to hit. So you can't see in the future. It does notify you when it hits. Yeah, because like there's stuff on there. Ask, ask, uh, it's, ask our team. I love, I love that day. Mm-hmm. That's like, all right, we're seven days away from getting a real estate deal under contract. Yep. Today's second topic is called the five steps to completely succeeding in your land career. In a consistent form, I did my five and Jill did her five and we didn't share any notes. So I'm going to describe my five and you're, then you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Number one, you got to have the right personality and the right attitude to do this long before we even get into the five steps. And so that's on you. You have to have some basic interest in real estate and land itself and not just getting rich. Those two things together can really work well. So that's my number one. Number two, go through the program. 
in fact, go through all three programs. You know, we didn't take that lightly when Jill and I put Land Academy 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0 together, and I'm working on 4.0. It's everything you need to do this is in there from incredibly experienced people. Year, decades and decades of experience, <clears throat> but the, we didn't stop there. That In the beginning, when we started Land Academy, that was it. We did a program and that we were done. But what ended up happening is the people who got into the program, had, as they should, had a bunch of questions and wanted to reach out and discuss things with their peers. So we started to create products. Almost all of them are included now with Land Academy's membership. I'm not hawking anything here. I'm just telling you, these, if you do these things and you're the right person, you're going to do really well financially and enjoy yourself while it's happening. So number one, go through all the programs. Go through them 10 times. I'll tell you on a very personal note, I'll tell you, I recently picked up doing Sudoku, you know, Sudoku, the number thing, graph. And That's I've, perfect for you. I've been doing, I know, and I've been yeah. doing it for years. And I, well, I would get to the, the medium to hard and I'm stuck. Really frustrating too, because I'm usually pretty good at stuff like that. So what did I do? I went back on the internet, found the oldest, most gray-haired weirdo that I could possibly find to, to answer some of the questions that I have, a lot of the questions about when you get to these real hard to complicated uh, scenarios in Sudoku, I wanna know what techniques and, and things that they do, that they use. This is after I Googled this, this question. Is Sudoku, do you, ever, do you ever guess in Sudoku, ever? And the answer is, by all the pros, no. There's always an answer. There's always a mathematical reason or answer within that um, graph. So then I'm in now because now it's on me. If there's, if there's always an answer, then I'm an idiot for not being able to find it. And I do very, very well in those environments. If you do, if you have that type of personality, you're going to smash it at buying and selling land because there, you will always succeed if you just follow these steps. So that's a personal note. You got to go through the program like that. All the answers are in there, all of them. Join the, th the Thursday calls religiously. We go over, geez, 10, maybe 15, sometimes 20 de real deals from members that have sent mail out. The stuff's come back. Hey, should we buy this deal? And, and we are not the only ones who comment on it. And we'll tell you very clearly, geez, by the way, there's probably four or 500 two hour calls that are recorded. And so we're, uh, we've been looking at people's deals for 10 Scary years. how much is there? 10 years, once a week, almost 10 years. Join Discord, get to know everybody on there. It's a closed Discord channel for all of us uh, to talk about stuff and w whether you need a title company in upstate New York or uh, you don't understand. That's where all these questions come from in the podcast from Discord. Identify a time slot in your life that you're going to do this, put a schedule together, and implement it. That's it. You can't, this will not work unless, and, and I'll tell you, the more obsessive you are about your own schedule and your calendar, the more successful you will be. Hmm. My turn? Yeah, I mean, my, and my last point is, look, just get it done which comes back around to the first point. If you've succeeded at something else in your life in the past, maybe it's academics, maybe it's uh, owning a convenience store, 
maybe it's being an audio mechanic. You just won't. You have to find the answers to stuff. You're going to do great here. If you expect this program to work for you, it's not going to work. It's good. I have, mine are a lot of the same. So here's. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I have one different. different. I have one different. So here's how I did mine. So the five steps to getting, you know, five, just basically five steps to succeeding here, right? I did them backwards like the Dave Letterman. I did like a top (laughs) Top 10 list. I have a top five list. Okay. Coming in at number five. What's the number five thing? And you're going to laugh how, how I prioritize these two. Okay. So number five is education and learning the steps like we talked about. Number four, well, that's, and that's obviously, I want you to know what you're doing. You need to know this, the, have the roadmap. Number four, be involved in the calls in the community. You need to be showing up, asking questions, watching and learning. Number three, time. You need to schedule the time whether it's due diligence time, time to sit down and do your mailer, map it all out. Number two, budget money for mail. Wow. I didn't put in their deal funding, right? Don't put in to buy the property. Don't worry about that. If you have any, any issues at all with money, and honestly, I'm going to argue, I don't care how much you have. If you're doing it right, you're going to run out of money. <laughs> so budget for mail go crazy on the mail and when you run out of money or don't have the money to fund all the deals hit up somebody in the group get some deal funding including me and us and then the number one thing for me about all of this to succeeding is a mental commitment and i'm going to argue that is the hardest one and the one that i see people failing the most me too and it ties into right now the holidays. It ties into people saying, oh, I need a break. Or I need, you know what? No, you don't. I'm going to let my mailer catch up with me. I have people that have been with us for three years that are asking like to take a break. I'm like, you're not in it. Yeah. You're not here. Because you know what? Because for every, for every one person, I got 300 of you that are like, oh, I'm in it. Those are We're people here. we don't hear you're from. You're committed. No, they're here. They're happy. They show up mm-hmm. when they need us. And they're funding other people's deals, maybe including us on some deals. It's a beautiful relationship, but they are committed. And if you don't have that mental commitment that you're just going to do this um, and and you won't stop until you hit whatever goal you have, then it's, it won't work. This time of year, Jill and I get personal emails from yeah, probably once a week that cycles something like this. Hey, uh, Jack and Jill, I just wanted to let you know this. I joined Land Academy three years ago, quit my job two years ago. Um, my spouse quit hers last, you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm paraphrasing. This is, a, this is very common. Six months ago, we have two little kids. Um, this is supporting our entire effort now. And uh, I'm, this is people you. we've never heard of. Enough. Yeah. And I, we just wanted to thank you. This really works and it's really changed our life. Have a great Christmas. Yep. I love getting those. That is the very best thing, and you're right. It's good. Let's take a look, uh, another look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from the weekly Thursday member webinar. Putnam County, Florida. Same seller, five acres, 4.77, all the six days. This one, 22,000. This has a well, hopefully a pad still there from where the mobile was. We can look back in time on Google Earth and see that. Love this one. So what that the train tracks are there. Nice. Wow. Pull home across the street. This sure does look like a pad. 
Mm -hmm. somewhere here. Mobile home directly across the street on a tiny little lot is worth. What was it? 187. 187. Uh, do 186 if it actually. Church Crescent City. Okay, the next one. Assessed. Keep going. You know what? Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, I really, I really will. But since the inception of Land Academy, have you ever looked at more Florida property? What do you, I don't know what the question is. Uh, I feel like there's a Florida, there's a love of Florida right now, and I haven't figured it out. Well, because you can make hordes of money and land in Florida. Uh, we just don't do it. Like, just seems like a lot. Of, I'm not. Lot this of doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. I think Florida is an amazing place to do this in. Okay. If you know why, because you've never lived in, in the Midwest or the Northeast. Correct. Everybody on this call knows what I'm gonna, about to say. Who, who lives there? The entire planet goes to Florida on vacation. Got it. In that area of the country. Noted. Just keep your head in the little cute Disneyland, and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> They've not given us any data, which is really too bad. One forty-five for a tiny little mobile home right here on the road. This property is five acres. Right, poopy pants. I'm holding up a card based on everything we just talked about. Four point seven acres between four, two, and ten. Two. And 10. Two acres for 3,000. Yikes. Two for three for six. Three for, so this deal is not. Yeah, but hold on a moment. Where is it? I mean, this is a little scary, this one. No, I'm, I'm changing my card. <laughs> <laughs> I love the first one, if you can use it. These numbers aren't, they don't work. They just don't. Unless there's something real, and it gets okay here. Unless there's something really specific about that property. 37 properties sold. And, and six for sale. So that's good. Acres for 22. That's, that's, this, that price is beyond my threshold. It's, uh, I need to have it be closer to half of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did this one already. We did this. Yes, we did. Jack, what do you have to share with us today? You had something you want to talk about at the end here. I hit it. I hit on this uh, a few weeks ago and it got, it, it raised a lot of questions and it got me thinking. Reason are positive questions, not negative ones. They're usually negative. My topic today is a revisit of a few weeks ago called the, the value of a dynamic personality. And I, I said this like in a barroom setting in the, in the past or at a cocktail party or at a dinner party about having a dynamic personality. And most people, when you do it in front of them, not in a situation like this podcast, they can't believe that it came out of my mouth. And here's a sentence. If you don't have a dynamic personality like Jill does, that's just natural. You have a naturally dynamic personality. And when you start talking, people listen or they're laughing or they want to interact with you and, and they generally want to get to know you or they want more. That's fine. But you better make up for it in some other way or nothing is gonna happen in your life the way that you want it. Nothing extraordinary is gonna happen in your life, including getting wealthy. So so I guess if we're taking time off on mailers well, today. Well, <laughs> maybe you should be working on your personality. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I was just gonna ask, what if so what if I self-assess and I'm and I'm like I'm I'm Debbie Downer. Yeah. I oh, have I'm qualified friend. to answer this. Oh, like, okay. So what do you do? You find a girl like you oh. or find a partner like that, or you get online. This is really what you should do is, is get online and, and, and start finding out <laughs> what makes somebody else have a dynamic personality. Look, 
I smack myself in the face a lot in this environment, but the fact is, Jill and I both have dynamic personalities. They're just about mine's a little bit more technical and and, sure, and, and snarky. Hers isn't. Yeah, <laughs> and and so and I'm constantly uh, trying to improve on that, always and always will be. The way that I'm constantly trying to improve on data and doing mail and and in this case Sudoku. So what else are you trying to improve on? <laughs> Everything. So anything, anything trying, physical you're trying to improve trying on? To, uh, <laughs> trying to have a, a happier woman. That's what I'm trying to improve on, Joe. Oh, good. <laughs> well, that comes back to the dynamic personality here. So, all right. So here's what I heard. The takeaway today is um, if you're going to take a break, please fill it with something valuable like working on your personality. Yeah. Don't take a break at any of this stuff. This is true. And then you won't have to work on your personality. <laughs> Listen, you don't know anyone. No one's on your television screen that doesn't have a dynamic personality. Mm. Nobody is uh, a CEO of anything that matters if they don't have a dynamic personality. And they can't. They might be a very temporary CEO or a temporary actor or a temporary newscaster, or you might not like them. Maybe uh, maybe there's a certain type of music where there's an incredibly serious pop star. Let's just say, um, geez, uh, who's the one right now that, that's just... Uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, so maybe, she, believe me, she's got a dynamic personality. Mm -hmm. You might not like that kind of music. And so that doesn't mean she doesn't have a dynamic personality. So I need you to really decide whether or not you fall into that category. If you don't, there's all kinds of ways to improve or you can surround your start surrounding yourself with people like that. There you go. That's painful but serious advice, especially, and I learned this the hard way last summer in Michigan with my friends when I was saying this, half of them do not have a, a, a dynamic personality at all and none of them None of their kids who are all there have any version of a dynamic personality. And so nobody wants to hear that, but that's the truth. You know, it makes you think of a couple of years ago and when number three was in middle school and he was kind of struggling and he was, you know, nobody's really liking him. He was at least that we would come home and tell us he was not making friends. And you just you you uh, helped him and just got him a good old fashioned joke book. Yep. And just got him comfortable with a couple jokes. And all it did is build up a little bit of confidence. And then he ran. Now it's like that. those days are gone. Mm. Now he has a little too much confidence. Right. <laughs> yeah, be careful but, what you wish for. Exactly. But it was just kind of funny that just a little thing like that can, can make a difference. So There's got to be good. the Land Academy version of dynamic personalities out there where you can like take a... Oh, that's true. Join a group and become a, just a better more chilled out you know it could mean geez it could mean i should if this is my long deceased mother but if i had handed any advice for her i would say chill the hell out oh. that would make you a more dynamic personality it's not that serious that somebody spilled a glass of milk it's not worth what we're going through right now right <laughs> i understand <laughs> hey don't forget if you really want to get involved you have some questions you want to talk to my team you want to see if this is something that could work for you just send a note to support at landacademy.com and don't forget too our ebook is there we have a free ebook that really tells a lot about us and our backstory jack really how this all started and, and gives you good insight to everything we do just go to landacademy.com and just download that free ebook it's like 30 pages or something mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a good read join us next wednesday for another interesting episode this is where we buy cheap land and sell it for more on the internet sometimes a lot more mm -hmm. 
We are Jack and Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.